Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. take it. It wasn't pretty. Uh, I thought her home court was really, really good. I mean, to see the herd uh, in full effect on game one like that uh, was sure exciting. This was a good reminder to us tonight that, hey, every night teams are going to bring it. We just got to know that can't can't take any nights off, so we got to bring it every night. First, one, first real one in the spectrum. Uh, the energy was going. Uh, as you could probably see, my first shot, my, <laughs> my energy was was really high. As agonizing and as frustrating as this game was at times, at the end of the day, I think this is going to really help us because you found a way to win a close game, you know, when the chips were down, uh, certainly, and things were not going good. There was not a lot of good things, in particular offensively. Well, you can't win 82 if you don't win the first one, you know, that's that old saying. At least 75% of what you just heard came from the post-game press conference after Utah State's 81-73 win over Montana State in Game 1 at the Spectrum. Welcome to the Scotsman Podcast, powered by kslsports.com. I am your host, Matthew Glade, and a much tighter contest than I anticipated, and I'm sure that you anticipated. Harold Frey gave the Aggies about everything they could handle. He was 6 of 10 from beyond the arc, he scored 34 points to keep Montana State in this game. They even took the lead a couple of times late in the second half, but Sam Merrill and the rest of the Aggies, including some clutch free throws from Alfonso Anderson and a very timely three-pointer from Brock Miller, are able to pull away from the Bobcats to get the game one win. You know, Craig Smith said in the post-game press conference that They needed a close game to start the season, come down to the wire, help them learn how to win games, especially with so many new players uh, on the team, and especially uh, with many players needing to fill in the minutes vacated by Nimi Ishkata, who was in warm-ups before the game. Seemed to be moving pretty well, from what I gathered. I mentioned in the podcast before this that I saw him on the sidelines of the Utah State football game. Uh, he looked pretty normal to me. I, again, Craig Smith said in the postgame presser that uh, there was no timeline. They're not exactly sure how long he'll be out, but he was definitely missed. There were there were some growing pains, I think, by a few of the new guys. Uh, Kuba Karwowski. Kuba Karwowski. Yes. 
the the uh, seven footer from Boland. Uh, defensively, uh, had some good stretches, especially closing the first half. He had two blocks, didn't allow uh, Montana State to score. He had four blocks and all, didn't make a field goal. Trevin Dorius was the first man off the bench. He's the uh, freshman center. He didn't get many minutes though, only about five minutes. He looked a little lost out there at times. Sean Barstow, Coach Smith said after the game, it was more of a just he thinks he's going to be a great player, but the game just dictated that uh, he didn't need to be on the floor. Alfonso Anderson was the key contributor as far as the newcomers come. Uh, eight of eight from free throws. Very clutch in the final minutes. The steal and layup tied the game. From there, the Aggies went on to pull ahead and never give up the lead again. Alfonso at least from my perspective, shooting the game, he looked so calm and collected the entire time. Even when he was bringing the ball down when he scored the layup, he looked like he was in complete control of the situation. Like everyone else was moving in slow motion around him almost. He, he, has, a, he has a good command of the game, I thought. As far as the Aggies that we all know and love, Sam Merrill, 28 points, 17 of them coming off free throws. Tying a Utah State record for free throws made, 17 of 18. He, was not ha- he wasn't having much success shooting the ball, so what did he do? And I like this a lot. He drove to the basket. He attacked. And honestly, there were a handful of calls that could have went his way. He could have had 22, 23 free throws, in my opinion, uh, if the refs had given, those, given him those calls. But when the shot wasn't falling, he attacked. He got the free throws. He got the points. Second half was much better. He only had nine points at the end of the first half, so 21 coming in the second half. Yeah, the first half, I just uh, I didn't think I played bad. Just offensively, wasn't really getting what I would have liked, um, and then missed a couple shots bad. Airballed one bad, really bad. Um, but coming out of the second half, I just, um, you know, I've been playing for four years, so I know that there's lots of ups and downs in a game, and um, I wanted to come out and be aggressive in that second half, and Unfortunately, I was finally able to find some space and make some shots. Justin Bean was Justin Bean. He was everywhere. 13 points, 10 rebounds, another double-double. Abel Porter, solid numbers again. 10 points, back-to-back threes, and a nice alley-oop to Bean. In the first half, Brock Miller hit a shot right out of the gate and then hit the clinching shot. It was impressive and uh Craig Smith brought this up in the post game. He hadn't pl- he hadn't played a lot in the second half. He came off a little cold off the bench, came in and hit that shot in the final minutes. He was big. So what's my biggest takeaway from game one of Utah State? I thought it was interesting what Coach Smith said after the game concerning the offense in the first half. I'm not going to paraphrase it. I'm just going to let him tell you. I thought we played not necessarily uh, selfishly, but I thought we wanted it easy in the first half especially. Um, Just weren't cutting hard, uh, weren't curling screens, didn't work hard to get open on offense. I thought we defended pretty well the first half. I didn't didn't do a very good job for our team the first half. Um, I didn't think offensively I probably should have. We didn't use our first half timeout. Um, it's a fine line when you play how we play because I'm not sure we had terrible shots. We had a stretch there. We were turning it over like crazy. I think we had um, six turnovers and like nine possessions, and I should have maybe settled us down because we played like we were 
we played like it was the first game, you know, and we just played fast and instead of keeping the game simple, should have called more sets, but I didn't. They wanted it to come easy. I think that was a very nice way of saying uh, maybe they didn't take Montana State as seriously as they should have. Now, I could be wrong, and I'm just speculating, but you know, I think that was a very nice way of putting that. It kind of seemed that way. They were hustling on defense quite a bit. The problem was, you know, they were a little lazy on offense. Led to a lot of turnovers. Kept Montana State in game. They started hitting some shots, especially Frey. Gave him some confidence. Lo and behold, you have a tie game late in the, late in the second half. That's the kind of stuff that happens. I'm not going to say something like they were lucky to come away with this win based on how they played. But I'm glad they got this game out of the way. I, I think there's a lot that uh, Coach Smith is going to show them on film. I think it's going to be a good learning experience for a lot of these guys. I don't think offensively this is what any of us expected to see. I thought it was going to be a lot more entertaining. I sat here and sang their praises, saying how exciting this team was going to be, how much fun. In game one, I would not call that game fun uh, to watch. That felt more like a classic Stu Morrill game than it did a Craig Smith game based on last year. But especially when you get into the bonus with 11 minutes left. Go, no, wait, it might have been 13 minutes left in the second half. Oh, that's a nightmare. Hate games like that, but the Aggies took advantage. They kept attacking. They kept getting calls. Free throws. Free throws were the big difference. 45 attempts. They hit 35 of them. Whereas Montana State was only 16 of 26. Definitely the difference maker. So from that perspective, I mean, I think that's... I think that's what I liked most about it is since the shots weren't falling, they started attacking the hoop. They started figuring out how to get calls. And they figured out how to win the game. So I'm going to wrap this up now because I don't think I'm making much sense anymore. Game one in the books... 81-73 win. Plenty of Utah State content on kslsports.com. Go ahead, visit there, consume all the content you can. It's where you can find this podcast and many other podcasts worth listening to. And thank you again for downloading the podcast where the sagebrush grows. (laughs) 